0: Welcome to Tecum First Assemblies um, podcast. A now open you your hearts to be changed by the word of God.: me This mountain. Give me this mountain. Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we love you. We're honored, Lord, to be in your house. We're honored to look at your word. We're honored God for your spirit to commune with ours. for your voice to be loud in our lives, and for you to speak. To the foundation of who we are, God leading and directing our path, God. Because we know there are people in this place today that came in discouraged. There are people here this morning that don't necessarily know what the future looks like, but God, you know, and we, and you have spoken, and so we're going to trust what you have already spoken, God. We we don't need to hear one more word. We we can we can rely on what you've already said. So God, we. Today, we, we collectively, we, we choose in this moment to believe what you've spoken, to stand upon it, to walk in it, and to allow it to shape our hearts and our days. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Give me this mountain. How many of you know the seasons like we're in right now remind us of how much we cannot control, right? You're in very little control of anything. Come on. And um, and but but it also reminds us what we can control, and so I want to I want to remind you of that today. Second Corinthians four thirteen, and since we have the same spirit of faith, I believe therefore I spoke, and so and and we also believe, and also therefore speak. Um, there's a lot in the world that we can't control, but I can control my believing, and I can control my speaking. I can control my believing, and I can control what I'm speaking. Come on, everybody. So my prayer for us today is this, is to build our believing. To build our believing and to help train our speaking, our speaking, and and to build the faith. If we're going to build faith, we're going to have to believe God even in seasons of, of times like this where it seems like there's nothing in control. Come on. We don't just have to go hide and wait till it's all over. I believe we can thrive. I believe we can get our life back. Come on, church. I I, I believe believe we can still prosper. I believe we can see the goodness of God in the land that we're living. Come on. I, I, I believe that the kingdom of God is bigger than anything that we've even seen or heard about in this moment. And I believe that we can still see the blessings of God upon our lives if we choose to believe and to speak what God has already spoken. You can determine your believing, you can determine your speaking, that is up to you. There's a lot that's not up to you right now, but there are some things that are up to you in this moment, and we can do this, and your believing and your speaking is ultimately what's going to steer your life. It's going to shape the future. Numbers chapter 13 verse 30 says, and Caleb, say Caleb. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we were all we for we are well able to overcome it. I'm going to read it again. Chapter numbers, chapter 13, verse 30. And Caleb stilled the people. So he hushed the people. He quieted the people. He arrested the people's attention. And he said before Moses, he said, he said, let us go up at once and possess it. What's he talking about? The promised land that God had given them. The promise that God had already spoken. He said, let us go up and possess it. Let us go. Let us not wait. Come on. Let Let us not sit here idly by and wait on better days. No. Let us go and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. Joshua and Caleb. You know, the story had been, they had said, hey, let's go and, and take the possession of the land. God has promised us this land, let's go and take it. There was a, a group of 12 spies that Moses was sending into the, into the promised land of Canaan, and he was sending them there to, to spy out the land, to see what they were up against. How many of you know Moses knew that they were up against some stuff? They weren't just going to stroll across the Jordan, walk into the, per, the, the promised land, and it'd be all holy and, and beautiful. What was it going to be? Was it going to be war after war after war? Come on. Their families, many of them would be slaughtered in the battles that awaited them across the river. And two out of the 12 came back with a report that said, Let's go take it. Let's go. God has spoken. God is with us. Let's go possess the land. 10 out of 12 said what? I'm scared. Right? They were fearful of what they didn't know. Come on. Moses had told those 12 spies... 10 of them to go up and 10 of them came back and said we can't because of the 10 because of the 10's doubt and unbelief come on church because of the doubt and unbelief of the the majority fear hit the people and instead of taking possession they ended up wandering for 40 years Can I tell you something nothing changed on that side of the river in 40 years Do you realize that They could have Gone and possessed the land 40 years earlier, but they didn't. Why? They chose to think and believe on the wrong things. They they chose to allow their attention to be diverted off what God had spoken and instead rest upon the fear in their heart. Come on. You got to preach with me this morning. I'm going to be, if not, I'm going to get long and loud. Come on, everybody. And I don't mind getting either one. Y'all know that. Um, but instead of, instead of taking that possession of the land, they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. So what we see here is Joshua and Caleb, they're saying, let's take it. We are well able. Let's go up and possess it. We're well able. But instead, what happens? For 40 years, that 1.5 to 2 and a quarter million people wander around in the wilderness. Aimlessly, bumping into the disappointment of their own decision. Turn in your Bibles or look in your notes here to Joshua chapter fourteen, verse seven. I'm going to go. I'm going to go King James on you this morning. How about that? Right? It's the Bible that Jesus read. Y'all know that, right? Just kidding. It's just sixteen hundred years after Jesus was here. Anyway, Joshua chapter 14, verse 7. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him a word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden. <laughs> Look at me. What's he saying? It's a lot of weird words. Surely where you've been, without a doubt, where you have been. Right? That's what he's saying in English. I don't I don't know what the king was reading, but <laughs> right? Surely the land wherein which your feet have trodden shall shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. In other words, what? Where you have gone is going to be the inheritance because God has spoken, and you have followed him. Come on, everyone. Now remember, Caleb is speaking here, and he's speaking 40 years after saying that he's well able. God told him, he sent a leader. God always sends a leader, right? He always sends a leader. Moses is the leader. Moses gets 10 or 12 spies, right? One spy from each tribe. Come on, right? You, you, you want to you dive in? There's a lot there, okay? And, and there's, there's all the tribes, and the, the one from each, and he sends them into, across the Jordan River into the promised land. And what, what, what we're seeing here is when they go up, they're saying, Caleb and Joshua, Caleb said, I am well able to take it, to take possession. In other words, what? That was a massive flex, wasn't it? I'm strong enough. I can do this. God has called me. He has spoken. He has led me. He has shown me. He says, I'm well able. Get this. I want you to understand right here. Check it out. Remember, this is Caleb now speaking 40 years after saying he's well able. Verse verse 10, and now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. How many of you have been through some stuff? You're still alive. Now, as he said, these 40 and 5 years. So 45 years, even since the Lord spoke this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am am this day fourscore and five years old. 45 years later. How many were stronger 45 years ago? Raise your hand. just, Just checking. Verse 11, look what he says. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in that day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Say, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spoke in that day, for thou hast heard in that day how the the, the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so, be the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Help me somebody. I don't know what y'all gonna name that baby, Jennifer Candle. But jeff is right up there for grabs for today. Yeah, boy or girl, doesn't matter. jeff na 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 right? Hebron for an inheritance. Caleb said, Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. I don't know what you're facing. Give me this mountain. God has spoken. Give me this mountain. I feel different than I felt 45. Give me this. I'm as strong now as I was then. Give me the mountain. 40 years, 45 years is what he said, after hearing the call of Moses to go and take the land. He and Caleb have been wandering around. I say he and Caleb, why, do I say, why don't I say the 12? Because they're the only two left. See, fear costs the lives of the rest of them. I want you to understand something. Fear costs the lives of all of them. Only Joshua and Caleb go into the land. Moses didn't even get to go. Because when you lead a group of people and a group of people stall out and you don't do what God has called you to do, you don't get to move on. Let me tell you something. Popular opinion is not popular in the kingdom of heaven. When God speaks, his word goes forth. His word will always accomplish what it set out to do. And it does not matter if we agree, if we like it, if we feel warm and fuzzy about it. It does not matter. What God says is best. Come on, church. And God knows what we cannot know. That's what a leader does in our life. That's, what some, that's why we give him our life. That's why we give him our destiny. That's why we place ourselves on the altar of his hands and say, God, do whatever you wish. Because I don't know, but you know. And if I could plan, I'd plan wrong. So I'm going to dedicate myself to you and you lead me. Come on, church. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years. He's been part of this whole generation that did not believe God. For 40 years, they didn't trust God. And because of that, they all missed out on the promised land, on what God had promised. For them. It should have been Joshua and Caleb's generation that went into the promised land. Right? It should have been their life group leading the way. Come on, church. But what, what happened? They didn't get to go. Instead, only Joshua and Caleb because of the fear that had gripped the masses. And I'm amazed by Caleb's faith here because for 45 years, he kept believing the promise that God had spoken. He never never gave up. He He never just threw in the towel. Were there weak days? No question. There had to be. Right? Even when he couldn't see it, listen to me, he still believed. He still believed. I think there were days that they could still visually look and see across the Jordan River into the Promised Land. But I also think because we know, we have, we have record of where they wandered and where they traveled. We know they retreated back away from that place. To where they could no longer visually see what God had promised them. I want you to understand something. There's a lot of times in life we can't visually see what God has spoken for us to accomplish. We can't visually see it because suddenly things are out of order. Suddenly things have not ended like like we thought they would. But may I remind you, they haven't ended. Even when he couldn't see it, he still believed. Listen, there there might be a time where, where there's a delay. Where there's waiting every time there's an answer that doesn't come as fast as we want it to, we can get discouraged. Yet Caleb teaches us here what faith really looks like. He teaches us perseverance, what it really looks like. And he stands on the promise that God gave him. He stands on that. And I want to tell, I want to tell you today, listen, stand on what God has spoken to you. Stand upon that. Even if it seems like you're in a holding pattern right now. Right? What God said to you will be, is more real, listen, than anything that you're going through currently. So I'm going to give you a few things from the text. Write some of these down in your notes. Number one, you're still strong. You're still strong. You are still strong. <clears throat> After everything that you've been through, you're still strong. Caleb said, I am as strong today as the day Moses sent me. I don't know what kind of, you know, calisthenic routine old boy had. I don't know how many push-ups a day he was doing, Gail and Creed. I I, I, don't, I don't know. Gail and Creed are on a journey. They're doing one push-up a day. And then adding... No, then, then they they start at the beginning of the year and they're adding one more push up every day. How many push ups will they do by the end of the year? New Year's Eve, oh girl, gotta do 364 push ups in one day. So does Creed. Creed, I believe in you, buddy, Gail. I believe you need to. Over the course of the year, that's a lot of push ups. How many of you know strength's gonna, it's gonna pile up? Yeah? Y'all pray for me. Because if old girl gets strong enough, she could take me out. Caleb said, I'm as strong today as I was then. I haven't gotten weaker. I haven't gotten weaker wandering in the desert. I've literally watched a generation around me die away. But I haven't gotten weaker. I've eaten quail and manna for 40 years. I haven't gotten weaker. I should have walked into that promised land 40 years ago and lived there the remaining of my days. But God has kept me strong. And God has kept me alive. He sustained me. I may not have liked where I've been. But I am strong. But I am. Circumstances make me feel like I'm a little weaker. But I'm not weaker. Come on. Listen, no matter what the devil has told you. Or the lies that you believe. No matter what you've been saying about yourself. You're still strong. You are still strong. He's been wandering around for 40 years, 45 years, not because of a lack of faith, but because of the lack of faith from the 10 spies. I want you to understand a lack of faith from those that you're encamped with will cost you. I preached this, a series of messages a few years ago, and, and I'll, I'll preach them again, I'm sure. But w- one of them is this. Um, what is their sin going to cost you? And what is their wisdom benefit you? Because both are true. Hello? Hear me today, right now, the church has to fight for its faith. Because doubt and unbelief are everywhere you look. You've got to keep believing. Our confession needs to sound different. Our optimism needs to feel different. Caleb and Joshua, for 45 years, they watched an entire generation of people die, and they are saying, different than the others are saying, they are saying, I am able. I'm going to take the land that God has promised. I'm going to stand up on the mountain again. I'm going to go there. And I can promise you, Caleb didn't think it was going to be 45 years. But he kept believing anyway. He's been in this holding pattern because of something in his life that needed to change, not because anything in his life needed to change, but because there were circumstances surrounding his life beyond his control. You might feel like you've been in a holding pattern beyond your control. Welcome to 2021. Two, see? How'd I do that? That's how I did that, right? You feel the same, don't you? Welcome to, I didn't think that could happen. Welcome to, I didn't think this year was going to feel like last year. Listen, listen to me. You're as strong today as you were when God spoke to you. Come on. You're as strong today as you've ever been. God is as strong as he's ever been. Hadn't moved anywhere. Hadn't gone anywhere. Come on, everybody. And one thing I found is, is this, there are no spies, or excuse me, there are no disciples without a desert. There are no disciples without a desert. It's easy to follow Jesus when he's crawling up on the hillside to preach the Sermon on the Mount, right? And you're one of the inner 12. Come on. But what about, let's contrast the 12 disciples and the 12 spies. When things get tough, when the declaration of our mouth begins to change, everything follows it. Are you with me? And suddenly the 12 becomes two. I say suddenly, suddenly over 45 years. Sometimes you're in a challenging moment, not because you are in process, not because you miss God, but because you are just in it. I see people all over this place this morning that, that who've gone through major things, unbelievable things, even lately, who, who love God, have faith, know the word, right? Right? But sometimes life just takes an unexpected turn. Just an unexpected turn. Uh, An evangelist um, named Sam Reifkokel. Sam and Brenda Reifkokel have been evangelists for, I don't know, they were evangelists for years and years and years. Sam Sam came to our church when I was a kid. I'll never forget the revival services we had with Sam Reifkokel. I remember... I remember his testimony, I remember the testimony that he, he talked about, about his mom's salvation and conversion experience at a Billy Graham crusade, and uh, she was a Hindu lady that God, God absolutely gripped her heart, and I remember watching them as, as through the years, watching their lives, and they eventually became pastors, they pastored a church in Grand Rapids, and uh, About three years ago, their daughter, Sarah, contracted a very, a very aggressive form of cancer, attacked her body, and they began to fight it. She was in her mid to late 20s, and they fought this cancer. And this last Tuesday, I watched as they laid her to rest. People whose faith is strong. Come on. People whose life are dedicated to the Lord. People who Sarah grew up literally she she grew up she grew up <laughs> in church probably more than any of us combined. All of us. And yet things come our way. Yes? Things attack and and can I tell you something? I I, I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know. None of us know what happens in the innermost parts of a person's heart. The people you're closest to, you don't even know what's taking place within them. But I can tell you this, outwardly, I watched people in that family whose faith never wavered. Come on. I'm sure there were days that were frustrating. God, why my little girl? After the years of dedicated service to you, Sarah was a worship leader, and um, all week I've just gone to their website and listened to worship music. And I thought, You know, God, how amazing is it that that voice got to encourage people into your presence upon this earth and in this moment, that's happening around your throne. Faith tested. Come on. But faith held strong. Faith in a moment of really difficult, but faith held strong nonetheless. And and in in this moment of of her her memorial service, literally tens of thousands of people are tuning in and watching those that couldn't be there. And, And people from all over the country flew in to that place to hear the testimony of her heart, of her life, of her of her existence, of her walk of faith. She did it different than everyone else, almost. She was unique to her, like you're unique to you, right? You know what she requested? That everyone come to her funeral in tennis shoes and hoodies. Millennials, right? Come on, everybody. But I loved what Pastor Robert Madue said in speaking at her memorial service. He said this, Aren't y'all glad we don't have them shoes on that hurt our feet? (laughs) We could just relax and be comfortable, right? I watched the message from last Sunday from their church, and there was a microphone stand and a pair of high tops beside it. That had to be a difficult day of worship in that church. For that team. Come on. Okay, we're going to go to the bridge of the song and Sarah's... No, she's not going to lead that part. But the faith, come on somebody, that had to encourage them forward... Listen to me, it has to be bigger than what we see with our natural eyes. Joshua and Caleb are saying, I'm well able, I'm going to go take the land. They, they were called upon in that moment to go and take the land, to go and do battle, to go across the Jordan River, to go and to, to share with, with, they didn't know, with all of the rest of humanity's existence. and their willingness to go on that day their willingness to say yes in that day come on was life changing here's the difference between them and the rest of the 10 or the rest of the 12 for them it didn't change come on sometimes you're in a challenging moment not because you're in process not because you missed it just because life's what it is. Sometimes life takes longer than you expected. Let, re- let me remind you something this morning. Life is long. Sometimes it feels really long. Come on, everybody. And often it feels like, is this ever going to end? But let me also remind you. Life's also very short. Like, boom, you could have a breakthrough, and it can open a door in a moment. Come on. And for you to take that step into that new thing that God has for you, life is long, and life's also very short. But after 45 years, Caleb Caleb declares, the circling would not break me. The wondering did not confuse me. The waiting did not kill me. And I want to tell somebody here today who feels like they're in a holding pattern. And I don't know if you've ever been on a plane and they go into a holding pattern because of weather or whatever, traffic, whatever it is. But it can happen for a while. I circled circled Dallas one day for probably two hours, right? Listen to me, circling hasn't broken you. The wandering has not confused you. The waiting will not kill you. You're as strong today as you were then. And you are as strong today as the day God spoke to you. You're as strong today as the day the pain showed up. You're as strong today as before the setback. Because God is bigger than the moment. God is bigger than the circumstance. God is bigger than the pain that you're in right now. This is your time. Don't let the enemy convince you otherwise. It might not be the year you thought it was going to be. But it is a year that God is still saying you're well able. Caleb was in a 45-year holding pattern. Listen, we should stop complaining. Come on, church. Relax. It's a tough season. I get it. It's tough for everybody. But for 45 years, he said, I'm still strong. Right? I'm still strong. Can I tell you something? There are days, I'm sure, that when he looked in the mirror and said that over himself, he thought, I'm lying. Right? I don't feel strong, but I'm declaring my strength. What we decree, what we declare, we shall behold. It is, it is, it is something within. We've got to declare it over our lives. Come on, everybody. And I, I want to talk to every person who's believing God this morning. Maybe you've, maybe you've lost your job. Maybe they're talking about cuts. Maybe, listen, you're still strong. You're still strong. God's hand is on you. God's hand will be on your life. I'm talking to the person who feels like you're just wandering in the wilderness when, when life feels like groundhog day. Right? You're like, not again. The alarm goes off at the same point in the song. Ah! Right? Still, still strong. Watch that today if you want to. That'll help you. You're like, yeah, that's me. You're as strong today as before all this happened. You might, you might need to have some adjustments. Can I, can I tell you something? You might even be stronger than before all this happened. How, how do you say that? Listen, your endurance has grown. Your patience has been growing. You didn't like that. None of us like it when patience grows. Your discomfort, you, may, you might have feel, felt discomfort, but what you didn't realize is that you've still been trusting God, even through it. You've still been believing in Him. You've still been standing on His Word. You've still been praying. You've still been searching the heart of God through the Word of God. You, you've still been building your faith. Come on, church. And you think, well, where are the results? But you're actually stronger than you were. I'm telling you today, it's not your end. Amen? Amen? Number two, your words still matter. Look what he's saying in verse 7. I saw giants. I saw the giants. Just like the ten, I saw them too. The, the other ten, they saw them. I saw the large four to five cities just like the ten. Right? Right? I saw the enemy just like the ten. I saw how big of a challenge it was going to be just like the ten. But they spoke from their natural eyes. They came back to Moses and said, those are some big people over there, right? The the descendants of Anakin, the descendants of Goliath, okay? Those are some big people. Those are some large people. Those are some fortified cities. Those cities have walls around them with guards surrounding the wall, around the outside of the walls with military presence upon the wall. Right? Can I remind you of a little city called Jericho? Come on. They did a little dance on their little wall and it all came tumbling down. Come on, everybody. They spoke from their natural eyes and Moses comes back and says, they say to him, listen, they say to Moses, there's some big people over there and they're really strong and the ten said, the ten said they're going to kill us. And Joshua and Caleb said, them boys are speaking from their natural eyes. They're just looking at what they see. 45 years later, Caleb remembers and and he says, when I came back, I brought back a word to Moses that was in my heart from God. I brought back a word from God. Right? The very depth of your spiritual life, everybody. Where your spirit and your soul commune with God. Caleb is saying there's a difference in how the ten saw the promised land and how we saw it. They saw it by, with, with, by their strength. We saw it with God's strength. The ten were looking, there's no way that I can do more push-ups than that guy. Right? Joshua and Caleb said, dude, they don't have a chance because we're, we're, with, we're, we're on God's side on this. Come on, everyone. God is with us. They saw by their strength. We saw with God's strength. They saw by their ability. We saw through God's ability. They saw by their talent. We saw by God's promise. And he said, when I came back and said we were well able, it wasn't because we were able in the natural it's because I was, my heart was convinced for the promise that God had spoken. I want to tell you, your heart has to be convinced. No matter what you see around you, no matter what you feel around you, what, what you experience, my heart says I'm well able because I'm feeding the very depth of my life with the promise that God has spoken if my life is dwelling upon the promises that God is speaking into me, that will be the strength of the core of who I am. Listen, your words still matter. Your words still matter. He goes on to say in verse 12, Therefore, give me this mountain. Give me from his heart. In other words, not from the natural, but from the heart. Right? Right? He was able to declare the promise of God. Caleb had a specific desire, a specific dream, a specific promise. And God gave that to him in his heart. Remember when the angel told Mary. Remember she tells Mary she's going to bear a son and he's going to be the Messiah, right? The Bible said she kept all of those things in her heart. Come on, right? When we hear a promise from God, we've got, to, we've got to ensure that we place them within the core of who we are in a spot where we visit often, in a spot that we can dwell, draw strength from, in a spot that is tender to the rest of who we... The, it's going to be the leading edge of our life. Come on, church. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 27, Above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. His circumstances hadn't changed. But the promise had also not changed. And his desire for, for that promise to be fulfilled has not changed. Come on. So he was still living 45 years later from the depth of who he was not in God, not from what his eyes were telling him, but from what his Father God in heaven had told him. Had spoken over him. Proverbs 13 verse 12 in the, in the Passion Translation says, When hope's dreams seem to drag on and on, the delay can, become, can be depressing. But when at last your dreams come true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Right now, I want, to, I want you to understand, mental health is under such attack in our nation. Because this holding pattern that we seem to be in, there's been this delay that, has, that, that, has, that can feel depressing. A delay is, is something that if we're not careful, we'll, get, we'll put it in the way. We'll put it as a roadblock for what God has promised over our lives. A delay can feel like denial. But the delay can make you question everything as well. Come on. But Caleb decided that he was only going to speak from his heart. What what are you saying? In other words, I'm only going to say what God has spoken over me. I'm only going to declare what the word of God has been for my life. I'm not going to declare anything other than that. What God has spoken, that's what I'm going to choose. That's where Caleb was. That's where Joshua was for 45 years. They didn't allow the wilderness to get in them. They didn't allow doubt and unbelief to come in. Again, your words still matter. They still matter. They were in the wilderness, but the wilderness wasn't in them because they guarded their heart and they spoke from where God had spoke to them. Matthew chapter 12, verse 35, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart brings forth evil things. Jesus said, you have to guard the treasure of your heart. You have to guard what comes in because what you bring in will then go out. So listen, let's work real hard to bring good things in. Right? Good words, good lyrics. Good people, uplifting people. Come on, good things. Surround yourself with people that will encourage you. Caleb was in bad circumstance, but he he had good treasure. There was good treasure within him. And the good treasure was the promise that God had spoken to him 45 years earlier. When Moses said, you will inherit this land, you will. He got a word from God. He hid it in his heart, right? And he believed it. And it, it, it cost the, the rest of them their lives, their destiny. It literally unlocked the door for him to walk into the promise that God had spoken. Psalm 119, we must hide the word in our heart that we might not sin against God. Listen, we should stand on that. Right? When are we going to get out of this thing? I don't know. Hey, pastor, when when are things going to feel normal again? I think normal went out the window. I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is what I can do today. Come on. And I know that my words matter today. And I know that what I'm going to speak, if I speak from what God has declared to my heart, to my life, through His Word, come on everybody, not my natural eyes, but the declarative voice of heaven spoken to us through His Word that His promise has never failed, it's not one time faltered that we shall see God in the land of the living. Come on, everybody. It matters what you speak. Thirdly, and I'm going to wrap up with this. God is still a promise keeper. Let me be a pastor for a second. You good with that? I'll talk to you like a pastor for just a second. This is why your relationship with God's word matters so much. Because he said, he's already spoken. Come on. I want the mountain. <laughs> Verse 12. Which the Lord hath spoke, which the Lord had declared to me. He he wasn't just saying what he wanted He was saying the promise that God had already said, had already declared. This is why your relationship with the word matters. Joshua wasn't just like, yeah, I want the land. It was like, no, I want that mountain. I don't want any land. I want that land. Why? That's the land God has declared. That's the land God has given me. That's the land God has spoken. That's the land God said that I would be mine and my descendants and their descendants. That's the place. That's the place where we will go into battle and see the supernatural hand of God upon our lives and see Him overturn what we could never overturn. But in the land, in the hand of God, I shall see the Lord. That's the declaration here. Listen cannot have a relationship with God void of his word. You cannot have a, you cannot have faith void of his promise. You cannot hear God if you're not going to, if you're not giving weight to the voice of the Lord in your life. God is still a promise keeper. but If his promise isn't in your heart, you won't see it come to pass. You need to hold on to it. You honor scripture, which means give it your best. What do you mean by that, Pastor? What do you you mean? Listen, Don't, don't, as you're nodding off to sleep at night, don't decide, oh, I need to read some passage of scripture. Right? You're half asleep already. Right? That's not honoring the word. Place it in your life. When you're fresh, when you're alert, for some of you, that is not first thing in the morning, right? Some of you, you're, you're not woke up till lunch. It's okay. Can I, I mean, all your life you've heard, you should roll out of bed and with a, with a big King James Bible in your hands and begin to quote the, no, no, no. If, if you can't function then, don't give God your weakest. Right? Have a cup of coffee, four donuts. Move into your day, right? Let the infusion of carbohydrates in your bloodstream waken your brain. But at some point, I'm going I'm to just, I'm going to encourage you. Listen, lean into the word. My walking in the spirit is so important. It's my worshiping is so important. Praying in the spirit is important. Because it's where the word of God is illuminated into our life. When God cracks through the noise of the world and he finally speaks. We hear his voice. We feel the transformation of a moment. Because listen to me, listen when you hear the declarative word of, the, of God in your life you know without a shadow of a doubt where to go next what to do next so many so many Christians of their whole life in the fog of I hope so maybe this will work I wonder if this will ever happen I guess I'll try this You live your whole life just trying stuff out. Look at me. By faith, right? By faith. When you can instead, like Caleb say, I've got a word from the Lord. I've got a word from God. I know what God has said, and that's what I'm believing in. That's what I choose. Get the word from God. So when, when I say God is a promise keeper, yes, but you have to prioritize His promises. So instead of living in the fog of I hope so, I live in the clarity of a God said. I live in the clarity of God spoke. Not I hope so. Not I, not I wish. Not, not God, I'm, 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 I'm going to step out on in faith, in faith here. Listen, I love stepping out in faith. But you know what I love more? running full off the cliff and jumping into the hands of a said word from God. No fear. Believe. Trust. It's not hope. It's not a wish. Come on, everybody. It's God said. so much I don't know right now. But one thing I do know is that God told me to come here and to love people. To preach the word. I know he said it. I don't know much after that. Just telling you, I'm living in a God said word. Even if it's years old, I'm living it standing on it. Caleb didn't say he wanted any mountain, he said he wanted that one. He said, God told me, God told me there's a big difference. Get a promise that becomes the promise of that God will bring to pass in your life, right? Listen, I'm not telling you this morning, don't pray for the desires of your heart. God says so, give them to us. That's powerful. It's changing, it's history-making in our lives. It's territory-taking. It's a word from God. When you get that word from heaven, a promise from him, instruction from the Holy Spirit that'll change your life, your children. It'll change everything. Yes, talk to God about everything, but your life is changed through instruction from God. That's where it's changed. Talk to God about whatever you want. But the inheritance that God has for you comes from instruction. Caleb got the land as an inheritance. Yes? Because he never stopped believing what God had given him in instruction even though it happened 45 years ago. Well, that won't apply today. No, it does apply today. It does apply. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Right? People trusted chariots and horses. shall we trust in the name of the Lord Almighty. I'm calling you today. Go back to the word. Spend time with him. Live in the God said. Trust him. having a hard time hearing from him listen to his word and go get your inheritance Joshua 14 verse 12 so give me the hill country that the Lord promised to me so Joshua blessed Caleb son of Jephun of Nunanah and gave Hebron to him as his portion of land listen to this I think this is the most important part of the. and Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb to this day to this day God's got an inheritance for you know sometimes right now we're wondering, when is all this going to end? Listen, I'm stronger than, I'm th- than I am think. I'm stronger than I think. My words matter and God's still a promise keeper. Stand to your feet all over this room. Hmm. Here's my encouragement for you right now. Get it back Get it back Get it back Take it back What's God spoken? Have you pushed it away? Because it, the pursuit of it's even painful? Listen, get it back Go back to what he said all over this room would you just bow your heads I want you to raise your hands towards heaven right now all over this place God I believe this is a a a marked moment in the life of this church for the people here God right now some of them are wondering what do I do in this moment God you have already declared you have already spoken What shall we do with what you've said? All over this room, what you declare matters. Your words matter, come on church. What are you saying to the Lord right now? God, I trust you. I trust in what you've spoken. I trust in what you said. You've never you've never one time let me down. You've never one time caused doubt to flourish in my heart. That's the enemy's doing. So, God, I take my eyes off the natural, and I put them on you. And I trust what you're speaking. I trust what you're saying. And I believe, God, that what you have already spoken, I shall live it out. I shall, I shall inherit that as a declaration from my Father in, in heaven. God, you have spoken over my life, and I trust you. I believe, and I'm gonna walk it out. God, today I believe that we collectively in this moment would say to you, we're gonna be in your word. We're gonna listen for your voice. We wanna trust what you've said. All over this house. There's, there's one thing I want to pray for before I leave. When we leave this morning, there's one thing I want us to think about. Listen, I don't want anybody to respond outwardly, but I want you to respond with your heart toward God. Some of you've been living more in the fear of the ten than Joshua and Caleb than the two, because in the natural, things don't look like they should look. I'm gonna say this over you. Listen, your strength is regained when you concentrate on what God has spoken. Don't allow the fear and the doubt and the discouragement of the circumstances to cause you to believe that you'll never enter what God has promised. But believe that you're a child of God. Is your life dedicated to Him? You're a child of God. He's a father who loves His children. Today, trust Him, He will lead you where you want to go. we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in this house. We thank you, God, for the encouragement of the word that you've spoken over us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that today will be a day that we'll look back on and we'll say, I remember when God reminded me of what he's already spoken. For some of you, you're desperate to hear his voice. Get in his word, spend time with him. Allow him to speak to you, encourage you, lead you, direct you. Allow God to be the leading voice in your life and trust what he says. He loves you. Can I pray we would go from this house full of the knowledge of a God-said word. Thank you for what you're doing in us. Come on, all over this place, Jesus, we trust you. We trust in your word, we trust in your voice. All over this house. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fa, or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.